Greetings, Earthlings. This is Born to be Mild, and I'm your host, Kelsey. Consider me your resident overthinker, your professional cynic, and a massive self-critic. From interviews to audio diaries, let's consider Born to be Mild our space to explore all of the things inside and outside the comfort zone, exploring life, especially the messy bits. This is Born to be Mild. I'm definitely behind on this trend because I feel like this was a TikTok trend like two months ago, but it's now hitting my feed, this villain era trend. And then I saw some content creators that I really like doing podcast episodes about it. So for example, I listened to the Note to Self podcast by Peyton Sarton, and she did a whole episode on her villain era, and there was an episode on the What We Said podcast. So it got me thinking about like my own villain era, which according to the definition of what the villain era is, I've apparently been in this since June of 2021. So what exactly is the villain era, you dare ask? It's not like Disney villain vibes. It originated on TikTok. It now has over 28 million views on TikTok with this hashtag, more than 63,000 videos um, overlaying, I guess, Cassie Howard's iconic euphoria line. Well, if that makes me a villain, <laughs> then so fucking be it. I don't watch Euphoria. I find that show highly triggering. Like if you are somebody that has any substance abuse in your family or in your own personal background, like I just, I can't handle watching it. But apparently this line has just taken this trend to the moon. And the thing is, it's not actually about being a villain. Like this is not, this is straight out of like a BuzzFeed article about it, or sorry, Bustle article. It's not a green light to abandon your friends, stop showing up to work, or just generally being a jerk. It's an era about choosing yourself, setting boundaries, and really living your life rather than curating it. So it's almost like the anti-that girl, it sounds like. You know, that girl, like it's all that green juice, bright bitch like going to the gym, Pilates, matching LO yoga sets. Like it's not about her. It's about swapping politeness for a spine and people pleasing for independence. Don't work later than you need to just to impress your boss who isn't paying attention anyway. Ghost the dude who didn't ask a single question about you over drinks. Don't drink vodka water because that's the norm. Be honest and order what you want, which is a vodka Red Bull. So my TLDR assessment of this trend is it's basically about shifting entirely away from this like selflessness and maybe to a hint of something that to you might feel like being selfish. It's about like reframing the word selfish into the word boundaries. It's about doing less of what you don't want and more of what you do. It's about doing things for you, not others. And it's just in general about doing way more of what you want and less of what you don't. And that's where I do think that line is kind of iconic, right? Like, if if that makes me a villain, like, so fucking be it. I looked really inward on this trend because here's the thing. I was born to be mild. I'm a firstborn only daughter, which basically, like, labels me the ultimate people pleaser because not only did I come out first and therefore I want to please my parents, but I'm, like, the only daughter. I want to be the perfect kid. I want to make everyone happy. And that honestly might be like quite a contrast with what people who know me, quote unquote, in real life think of me. Because I I do think I give off this sense of like, oh, Kelsey doesn't take shit from other people. Kelsey doesn't do shit she doesn't want to do. 
And my God, (laughs) I do shit all the time that I don't want to do just in the name of making other people happy and pleasing other people. I spent most of my 20s out at bars when I was fucking miserable, like literally having IBS attacks in bathrooms at bars in the marina because I was so anxious about being out, but it just felt like I was supposed to be there socially. And if I didn't go, I was going to get ridiculed for it. I mean, like with every every single party, every life event, I end up looking to my family or now that I'm married, both my families for approval. Like, are they happy? How can I make everyone else happy? What can I do at these events to please everybody else? How do I host this in a way that makes everybody else feel good? And there's a level of that that is like being courteous, being a good friend, being a good family member, whatever. But when it starts to cross the line into making yourself miserable, like me planning stuff that ultimately I know I'm not even going to have a good time at, or me doing things in a way that is like essentially putting me out in order to make it easier for someone else, like when that starts to happen more often than not, that to me is when it is actually problematic. And the truth is, is like, I've just lived my life to serve, particularly with my family. Like there are just countless times in my life where I've truly dropped everything happening in my own world to go and handle family matters or be there for people. And quite honestly, sometimes that's like when in hindsight, it was probably like not very appropriate for a whole host of reasons. So not going to get into that on a detailed level today. But my point is, is like, What people project out into the world of being like, I don't care, I don't give a shit, like I don't do things I don't want to do, like sometimes those are the people that are really doing the most for really big things for people in their lives. Like the people that are actually sacrificing whole pieces of themselves all the time. And so you might only be interacting with them on these little surface level things. Like I don't I'll let you know I don't want to go to that restaurant or I'll have an opinion about what movie I want to see. But in the background, I'm really over here doing a bunch of other shit that I don't want to do in the name of like people pleasing. Somewhere along the way, I've gotten tired of it <laughs> and and I'm kind of over it. And that happened long before we started family planning or doing anything like that. I think I just hit a point and maybe it was like creeping up on my 30s when I started realizing like, okay, this life is actually only mine. So spending my time living it for other people or in a way that makes other people happy is not actually going to serve me at all. They don't get two lives. We each only get one and I should be able to do what I want with mine. I think the first thing I've done in my process of getting truly evil was familiarizing myself with boundaries. And that's not something that I was always great at. In fact, there were so many times where in therapy sessions, my therapist would say, do you see how in that interaction, that's actually like a line that was being crossed? And I couldn't even see that the line was there. I was letting people talk to me a certain way. I was letting people do things that I clearly said, please don't do. So one of the first things I did was essentially say... I guess I need to take a really big evaluation of all the people in my life and how I interact with them. So like, I want the people in my life that I interact with closely, intimately on a daily or weekly basis to be people who actually genuinely love me and want what's best for me and what I want. And that sounds so simple on the surface, but like, it's really not. Like if you actually pause and look at everybody 
like really take inventory of all the people that you interact with on a daily, a weekly, or monthly basis, I guarantee you most of them are looking out for number one. Most of them are really only interested in whatever is servicing their immediate agenda. And I'm not saying that to be a cynic or to be rude or to be pessimistic or anything like that. It's not against anyone. In fact, there are plenty of people that, you know, to them, I come off that way. I seem like I'm only out for number one and I don't care about them. And that's the thing is like, (laughs) we can't all care about everyone all the time. So that's fine. But what that means is I need to then recognize the people that are actually familiar enough with me and my hopes, my dreams, the way I live my life. I need to be really focusing on the people who actually understand my agenda and care to forward it. Now, again, per the Bustle article, this isn't like an excuse to just all of a sudden like ditch all of your friends. This doesn't mean I like went and offloaded a bunch of friends or family or people in my life who like didn't hit this criteria. We're all adults. We all have blood relatives that we certainly did not choose for ourselves. We have coworkers and managers that we can't escape from in the moment because we have to have a job. You know, we have social circles that are a little bit more complicated. Like I distinctly remember talking to my therapist and saying like, there are people that I genuinely can't really interact with in a way that makes me feel positive or good. Like I don't think we're good for each other, but we run in the same circles. Like there's nothing I can do about it. And she was like, well, you know, there is, but you would have to be okay with the social consequences of rejecting that relationship. And so then you have a decision to make, right? Is that something I want to do or not? So I understand we're all adults. We all have things that get in the way of, you know, being able to just offload the people we don't want to deal with. And I don't even think that's healthy. We should challenge ourselves to be put in front of people that we don't agree with or whatever. But what I mean is, is I set boundaries in how I chose to interact with those people. Number one, limit your time. Like time, and I say this over and over again because this is such a daily stoic, Ryan Holiday, stoicism mindset, but like time is the commodity. Actually, Mark Cuban says this on Shark Tank. If you've been following me on Instagram, I'm like very deep down the Shark Tank rerun rabbit hole. He always says this, like time is the thing you cannot get back. You can get back money. You can lose money. You can make more money. Time is the one asset you will just never get back. So the number one boundary you can possibly set with people that are just like not doing it for you is you limit your time. The other thing that makes people seem like it's very villain era-y, but it's actually just like prioritizing yourself and setting a boundary, learn to say no more than you say yes. Like I'm not actually always available to take your quote unquote emergency call. I'm not available for every plan. I actually want to put a stake in the ground that please don't ever text me saying what are you doing Friday? (laughs) Like, are you free Saturday? I don't know. It fucking depends. Like, it depends. It depends what you're inviting me to do. I might not be free for every activity, but I might be free for some activities. I don't know. Why don't you tell me what you're thinking and then I'll decide. Want to be a real villain? Try and teach people about your boundaries and try to talk to them about it. That's when they'll really think you're evil. There are people in this world that they just launch into topics without even warning you, without even asking. They'll just start going down a path. And when they start to launch into topics like that, that for me cross lines, I've actually started to stop people and point it out like where the line is. I'm not perfect at this. In fact, I'd probably like to practice it on people that I don't know or care about less. So for example, I was in like a huge line at Barnes & Noble because the local Barnes & Noble here is closing. 
And the woman in front of me, I was balancing like six or seven books on top of my belly and waiting in this line. And the woman in front of me turned around and had the audacity to say that I should enjoy these books now because once that baby comes, which by the way, it looks like I'm about to blow and it could come any second. She was like, enjoy those books now because you won't have time to read them. And that's like, these are the moments where I swear my husband thinks I'm this person. A lot of people think I'm this person that I'll just like, Kelsey says whatever she wants, like no filter. You don't let people walk all over you. I didn't say anything back. And like, as soon as we got out of the store, I was like, why didn't I let this perfectly fine stranger know that she had like crossed a boundary. Like, why didn't I just say like, that's fucked up to say, like, why would you say that to somebody? Like, Oh, what a terrible thing to wish on somebody. Like what, what a terrible thing to project on someone. Like, it's just, it's so interesting to me because even people like me who I think come off very confident and I'm not like a weak person, But in those moments, I don't always say the thing I wish I could say. And I think if I was like the most confident in my villain era, I probably would have said something to her about it. I've actually found it easier to start setting boundaries or identifying the lines in the sand with with family members more than anything else and kind of saying like, hey, you're walking down this path. You're starting to talk about something. I don't really want to talk about this right now. Or hey, like I'm open to talk about this right now, but maybe like, you know, next time you want to bring something like this up, maybe like ask first. However y'all choose to do it, you you let me know. But I think that this is something that like, it takes so much practice. And whether it's easier to like practice it with people you don't know or people you know intimately well, man, it takes so much practice. One, to even figure out like where your lines are. And then two, to like reinforce them to other people that they can't just cross them willy-nilly. The other way to go full-fledged villain is just to do stuff for you, just for you, and not because they're cool or because your friends and family are doing them uh, or because you feel obligated, which there's so many layers to this, right? So again, like I really hated going out. I just hated it. It was like so triggering for me. I would sweat. I wasn't having a good time. My stomach was all sorts of messed up. And I just look back, I'm like, why? Why did I go out? I felt like I had to because I was young in that age and it was the thing everybody was doing or it was the only way to bond with people. Like, I wish that I had had the confidence back then to say, hey, I'm just like really uncomfortable. It's not my scene, but like, do you want to meet up for lunch? Or do you want to go see a movie? Do you want to go? I mean, just any suggestion of other things or even trying to control the narrative a little bit and saying like, okay, these places don't trigger me, but maybe like a club does. So like, I'm not going to come to the club with you, but I'll meet you at a wine bar. And then when it comes to things like hobbies or personal interests, I don't know, like, I feel like I am somebody that is so interested in trying everything. And that actually does throw people off a lot. Like, it's like, what new hobby do you have now, Kelsey? Who fucking cares? Like, (laughs) I'll do whatever the fuck I want. If I want to be surf skating one day, learning piano the next, and then I'm never going to bungee jump. I was trying to think of something interesting. Everything is very mild. As you can see, like, all of my hobbies are relatively safe. But point being, I just want to try a bunch of stuff. And I think it's got to be okay that, like, none of my other friends really want to do all of those activities. Like, you have to learn to have the self-confidence to want to do those things on your own. Or go find communities of people that are also interested in doing those things, regardless of what your immediate friend group is up to. Like, I just think hobbies are such a lost art. 
I'm not suggesting that you, you know, shut out the interests of others, but I am suggesting that maybe like you dig deep and figure out what stuff makes you happy. Is it going for walks? Is it playing music? Maybe it's painting. Maybe it's rock climbing. Whatever it is, do more of that because this life, the amount of time you get, it's finite and we have no idea how much of it is left. So why would you want to spend it doing anything other than the things you want to do? I want to be clear as I kind of like wrap up this little mini solo episode of how to be your best villain. But here's the thing. I don't want to romanticize it like this. I don't want this to be the promotion of another like, quote unquote, that girl Instagram trend, which I'm so sick of seeing online. And don't get me wrong. Every time I take my AirPods Max out for a walk while I walk my dog, I'm like, ooh, I look like that girl, except I'm like 65 pounds overweight right now. So... (laughs) I get it. Like I get the allure of it, but at the same time, that's not what this is and not what it should be about. Like to me, that girl is such a like toxic wellness positivity trend versus villain era actually has something underneath it that feels like it could be really important. I think when people say that they're entering their villain era or when I'm encouraging you to look at it and think about yours, all it means is we're saying, don't be a people pleaser, live this life for you. Be selfish. Do what you want to do with your time. And like, be a good person. Be nice and kind and polite to people, but like, don't take shit. Tell me all your villainous plans over on Instagram. That's all I have for you today. But seriously, close the podcast app. Do something for yourself today. Say no to a plan that you don't want to do. And sure, go make yourself a vodka Red Bull, I guess. Thanks for listening to this episode of Born to be Mild. Don't forget to leave a rating and a review and subscribe.